actually starting to feel bad for Bob a little bit. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah when, when Twitter ganged up on him, the mutant fam, man, they fucking destroyed that kid. But that one yeah. dude wanted to curb stop a child, like, yeah, like <laughs> into paste. <laughs> Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. I'm Candy, the final girl. And mommy says you're not dead. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sean of the Dead. Freudstein's house. It draws me like an infernal magnet and frightens me. And this is the house that screams. Tonight, we are talking about the Lucio Fulci classic, The House by the Cemetery from 1981. We have Crystal. I wasn't tricking you, Mommy. Honest. <laughs> we have Dave German. No one will ever know whether the children are monsters or the monsters are children. <laughs> we have Erica Wright. What are you doing? I made coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. The context that was beautiful. And we have returning guest and friend of the show, Larry Sternstein. Mommy. What is that girl keep telling me she says she doesn't want me to go there? <laughs> it's because you're a piece of shit. That was Bob. the best Bob voice. You have the whole show in that voice. You have the best yeah. Bob voice. That is the best Bob. I'm it. a better Bob than Bob. That's right. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so Larry is gonna start us off talking about the house by the cemetery tonight. Uh hi everybody. Good to see you. And to everyone out there and who's listening right now. Hi. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, the first time I saw this movie was a part of a 24 hour horror movie marathon at about three or four in the morning. And that is probably the only way to really appreciate this movie is at three or four in the morning on a 24 hour horror movie marathon. <laughs> because it's, it's like one of those nonsense Italian movies that, not one of the, I don't know. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just there. Um, but it does have one of the all-time worst child actors in the history of cinema and Bob. I don't even want to say it. I don't remember what the dude's name is. I'm sure he's a nice adult. But he's a, that character is a piece of shit. I hope he's cut his hair since then. He's no. A, he's... <laughs> He's more of a piece of shit than Clark from The Thing. That's how much I hate Bob. <laughs> oh, my God. Shots fired. But, yeah, the other the other thing I wanted to briefly mention, too, about Italian cinema that we'll talk about. But why is everything so ominous? Like, even shots of characters looking, 
is ominous. Like there's a shot early in the movie where the mom looks away and just it's a close up and there's this real ominous music and then nothing happens. Yeah. Like, what's, well, what's that's so ominous. That that that's a trend in this movie. They lead you up to something atmosphere. and then nothing happens. Well, um, eyes zooms are a Fulci trademark. Those oh, eyes, eyes. He loves eyes. Well, particularly he loves them and eye hates gouging, them. but I'll get to that. Yeah. He loves oh. eyes and hates them. He is to eyes and Tarantino is to feet. Uh, yes. Yes. Very true. It's hard to massage eyes, that. though. It is very hard to massage eyes. He massages them with splinters, though. So. <laughs> Yeah, one day when we talk about zombie, we'll get to talk oh, about that yeah. infamous. It's so infamous that it's almost passe, but it's worth talking about. I um, I want to jump in because uh, Joe Bob covered this um, Eli on the Eli Roth episode of the Last Drive-In, and this was the second feature. And Eli is just like you know, and I have this thing for Eli Roth. I know Erica does too. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, yeah. But, and he's very smart. And he was defending the fuck out of this movie. And Joe Bob's like, dude, really? What? <laughs> I mean, like, how can you defend this movie? <laughs> but he did say something about um, the actor who played Bob, uh, Giovanni. I, I got to look his name up. But Franca? it doesn't matter. But I guess when he appears, when he does appearances, Giovanni Freccia. Freccia? Freccia? I don't know. This isn't going to depress me, is it? Fritzia. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be sad Fritzia. from the story, am I? I'm sorry? I'm, I'm not going to feel sad after hearing the story, am Absolutely I? Am not. I? No, it's okay, funny. good, because I don't want to feel like a no, bigger tonight's piece of shit. No, all about the funny. So, so Giovanni Fretta, he makes appearances, but he always apologizes because um, the way that Joe Bob explains it, um, which is why I love watching movies with his commentary, is that when they shot a lot of these uh, Jalo and Italian horror movies, they always dub them. Even mm-hmm. if they are speaking native Italian, they always dub them. And he's like, that is not my voice. I, I apologize for that. <laughs> it's not my voice. So he has a sense of humor about it. But like when the episode aired, because um, uh, uh, the Eli Roth episode, like, you know, because the mutant fam will, will t- like uh, tweet and stuff along with it. And they had uh, it was either fuck Bob or screw Bob trending. And Joe Bob said something on Twitter about the next day and I was losing my fucking mind. It was so funny because <laughs> like, nobody apparently likes Bob. <laughs> and I can see why if my kid talked like that, I'd be like, wow, you need to shut up. Yeah, it was like you, a, it sounds oh like a God. it sounds like a 20 year old woman trying to sound like a kid yeah it sounds like an adult trying to sound like a child yeah yeah yeah. i I had a couple of theories of maybe like an adult female trying to remember what a a male child sounded like before their (laughs) testicles descended or if it was like a teenage boy he was trying to remember what it was like before puberty hit i you know and then of course the third one was somebody with marbles in their mouth yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, my you know, my question is, what sound guy like listened to that overdub and was like, "Yep, that's good." That's our Bob. That's <laughs> our Bob. Yeah. And before I pass this off to the next person, I just wanted to say that um, I'm obviously repping Fulci, Godfather of Gore tonight. Uh, this is not it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't even have no, no Fulci's trademark. Uh, we were talking about this pre-show. Is eye gougings. And there was an eye gouging in this film that got cut because Fulci didn't like how it looked. And that pisses me off. So I didn't even get my eye gouging. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Where's my fucking eye gouging? That would have given a whole 
point in my score the eye gouging you could have just watched me watching the movie i would have gouged my own eyes out yeah there was supposed to be an eye gouging well there and yeah there was and you can see the the after effect um on the i think it was the realtor that uh when she's strung up there's a, a shot across her face and it shows the eye trauma so right. you get to see like you know the after effect and you know and that piece of um special effects makeup that they did on her face is probably the worst special effects in this film because there were some great special effects in this film that's probably mm-hmm. the the one thing that this film I, I felt got right was the special effects um and I'll just take over real quick uh, before I go into the movie. I just want to comment on, you know, Candy's uh, opinion of Eli Roth. That man, <laughs> that man is sexy. Yeah. He is like he he is like a sexual Medusa. I agree with you. Like if I saw him in person, I think I'd swoon. I honestly when think I'd swoon. I look into his eyes and my wiener turns to concrete like, <laughs> I feel like I'm in another cloud like, oh. Yeah. Um, so anyway, House by the Cemetery. I saw this a long time ago. Um, I think I was it was early 20s. And I it, it's funny because I look back and I actually remember enjoying this film. Um, I kind of went through this phase of, of going through Fulci's uh, catalog. And I remember enjoying this. And so when, you know, we were talking about doing Fulci, I was like, oh, yeah, House by the Cemetery. I can't wait. I can't wait. And we went back and rewatched it. And I'm just like, Oh fuck! Was this the movie I saw? <laughs> because it doesn't. Aside from the effects, uh, it, it honestly the acting is horrible. Um, you have uh, uh, the the husband who is a, a researcher. It, I was. I, it was kind of hard really for me sure. to follow if he was a teacher or he was writing a book or he was a researcher. He's he's like a dime store Ewan McGregor, um, <laughs> and and. It just, the acting is horrible. The overdubbing is horrible. Uh, there is like this barely existent plot. And you have all of these things that, you know, these, these, I don't even want to call them red herrings because I don't feel like they were really leading me anywhere. But these, these moments that were brought up and then like never expanded upon. Um, and then the, you know, the infamous quote that Erica used that I made coffee, like, <laughs> I mean, come on, like you walk in and this woman is cleaning like gallons of blood off the ground and you're not going to say a fucking word about it all the way from that tomb in the house to the kitchen. So there's all this gelatinous, thick, viscous blood. I made coffee. Oh, well, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. And even (laughs) the congealed blood. And even then, like the whole scene about, you know, um, I found a fucking tomb in the house and he's like, oh, all these old houses have tombs in them. Yeah, I was like, no, they don't. <laughs> Wait, I don't what? Think so. <laughs> Maybe in Italy. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well and, and if I can jump on that for just one quick second, he's like, well, all these houses up here, you know, the ground gets cold. And so they have tombs inside the house. I'm like, you're from New York. It doesn't get cold in New York. That right. doesn't make any sense. Why is this just a Massachusetts thing? <laughs> because they're anyway, massholes. Ma- mass holes. They're massholes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if if Nico was here, he'd tell us how they talk with you know sounding like they got balls in their mouth. So that's true. No, that's no offense. Off. No offense to any of our Bostonian listeners. <laughs> Or anyone who happens to have balls in their mouth right now. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. 
I just want to say. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say that's that's all I got. So take over. I just wanted to say that I love uh, these dubbed movies um, because I'm a big fan of these of Italian, bad Italian, like 80s Mad Max ripoffs. And if you watch enough of them, you hear the same half dozen voice actors, kind of like the uh, Gamera yep. movies in Mystery Science Theater 3000. You watch all of them and you hear the same actors. So this one's great for that because uh, what's his name? Uh, Giovanni Frezza is in... Um, Warriors of the Wasteland, which is uh, not Mystery Science Theater, but Rift Tracks did it. And it is so good. It's just this <laughs> Mad Max ripoff. And he's in that, too. So I kind of like him for that. And it's, <laughs> and it's like I said, it's the same five people doing the voices, but in different parts. Like the one doing the little kid voice is now doing an adult person. It's, it's very strange, very off-putting, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's all. I, just, I was playing like uh, Italian voice actor Bingo. <laughs> while watching this like oh i know that voice yeah well and and real quick to touch on what you said dave i think that i think it was brought up on joe bob's uh in one of the segments where they talked about they only had like there were four or five people that did the voice dubs for a lot of these italian films so you would hear a lot of the same voices in a lot of these you know different fulci movies and different argento movies and you know just the same voice actor uh -huh. over and over yeah Yes, that was fun. But, um, I recommend Warriors of the Wasteland uh, riff tracks. If anybody hasn't seen it, it's a good one. Now we haven't. We'll have to. We'll have to seek that out. I, ca oh, I caught part of it on Pluto. Did you? So fucking funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, for me, you know, I judge these Jalo movies on a migraine scale, uh, zero to five, with Suspiria being five, migraine fucking city. Um, I'm happy to say that the house by the cemetery is zero on the migraine scale. So I actually enjoyed this one out of all of the ones we've done so far. Uh, and that may make me sound like a sadist. I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> but this one wasn't as bad, uh, you know, visually for me, I could actually watch and pay attention. Well, Fulci tended to be much darker toned. Um, like with colors um, mm -hmm. in his films, than more of the other Jalos. Like, like later, like a uh, really after Baba's first, they got super bright, and then Argento and stuff like that. Some of the bigger names, like super technicolor bright, but Bolchi's always kind of had like this darker, muted tones. Right, right. And I appreciated that. I was still trying to figure out how they got to Boston from New York, crossing over the Brooklyn Bridge when they were supposed to be on what Long Island. I'm still trying to figure that one out. I, I don't know. That was a, a Bugs Bunny. They took a left at Albuquerque. Hey, um, I'm still trying to figure out how they got the fucking boat from Crystal Lake to Manhattan. So Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but this this movie, I, I mean, there was a lot of decent special effects in it. And, you know, once you got over Bob's voice, and I'm just hot take. Bob is the most adult out of anybody in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Uh, Bob had more shit going on than anybody. <laughs> and as someone who looked like the little redhead girl when she was young, I just showed David a picture. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I probably stood like that and scared folks too. <laughs> a window. In a window, yes. Yes, I, I would. I would hop up in windows while my parents were shopping. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's Brooklyn Bridge. That's it. That's all I got. Um, just 
I guess that's okay. Um, so the first time I saw this, I was an undergraduate in college and rented it from uh, the local mom and pop VHS rental store before those went out of business. And like I, I had loved some of Fulci's other films, like The Beyond and Zombie. And then I watched this one, and I was completely underwhelmed. Um, even though there were some good kills in it, but I was just like, well, what the hell is this? And I was just like, eh. Um, so I never, I didn't watch it again until it uh, aired as part of Joe Bob's last drive-in. Um, so in the last year, I think I've seen this movie three times. Um, the only reason I watched it that many times was because it had been scheduled for the show previously and then got canceled. <laughs> um so like um uh, but like i don't know what it says about me uh, if it's me or the film but so i've seen this movie three times in the last year and i still don't know what the hell is going on i'd like to know who does i don't know that Fulci knew what was going on <laughs> right. to be honest <laughs> but um i'm i'm just going to jump in there really quick so with uh now now Joe Bob defended this movie on the show by saying you know the the scriptwriters who wrote this they were turning out a script a week or, or maybe it was Eli Roth who did who said that but they were having an exchange of those two so one of those two said it I respect them both doesn't matter um but that's still a fact but still like I don't know that I would be okay shooting a movie that made no fucking sense. It's like there has to be some sort of plot. I mean, we get like some bare bones and I and I don't use that in a punny way or even a funny way. I, I mean, like it's it's just the movie just sort of happens to you like a crime. And um, <laughs> so there's a part that that gets to me besides the coffee part, which we talked about a little bit. But there was the part where the, the dad, Norman, you know, he comes because, you know, uh, he comes down into the kitchen and. The babysitter, the living babysitter, Anne, who was also, you know, who was the the clean up the blood made coffee chick. She's just prying the board off the cellar and they don't even say anything to each other. They just stare at each other for a good minute. Yeah, and I would there's... be like, listen, bitch, what are you doing? Why are you prying a board <laughs> off? What's the purpose of this? Or maybe said it nicer even. But like they just stare at each other. And, she's, you know, and, and the actress um, who plays Anne. Um, you know, she's got beautiful eyes, very distinctive, but they just stared at each other. And then she just goes about her business with that board on the door, you know, like pulling it off. Like, I guess this is okay. He's not saying anything like she's so fucking weird. And I don't know if like, there's more to it than that. But like, if we try to think too much logical about this, we're going to hurt ourselves. So I, I just wanted to bring it up. But, uh, we don't want anyone to get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to get hurt. We're just going to stop on that. Yeah. It's, know. it's hard to tell like what, what her motive was with that, because it's, you almost feel like, I mean, she's cleaning up the blood, like nonchalant, you know, when she's, when she's cleaning it up. And so it's like, it's not that big of a deal to her. So like, was she like priv privy to, you know, for Fordstein and like trying to unbar the, the door so that he could, get out like i don't know like they never expounded upon it they never did anything with it um you know the whole her cleaning up the blood off the floor scene was just perplexing 
you know and so i mean it's yeah there's a lot of and it was a lot of blood it was it was a lot like you know and there was a long trail to get to the kitchen like you'd need a snow shovel or something (laughs) power washer (laughs) (laughs) go ahead larry so i was like okay i'm gonna try to figure this movie out i go online there's actually a wikipedia that's about bad guys in movies (laughs) and they they explain the whole thing and like i don't know how they figure this out but they're they must have had a crack team of like (laughs) people who can like figure out riddles and stuff but the basic gist is this dr froystein guy figured out a way for immortality but you needed to like get like stem cells or whatever some real scientific stuff and uh he had to kill people like his family to like harvest the stem cells to keep living, but he had to keep doing it. And apparently I don't even remember this ever in the movie, but because people weren't there for so long, he was actually grave robbing and sometimes killing people in the town. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where they <laughs> found this. Maybe there's like a random newspaper article. We don't know about yeah. And then those that his, his wife and his kid, those are ghosts. And the kid may, she's actually trying to warn kids to not right. go like warn them but like you know what parent in 1981 italian movies listens to their kids like zero especially right. someone like <laughs> Bob. Yeah. yeah so bob's like mommy we can't go and then and he's, she's like shut up we're going Pack up your things. get in the anyway, fucking car and shut up that's that's the gist of the plot of I think they made that and, first part up. There's and, and, well, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of get a little bit of it because they yeah. had, they had the picture of the house. Now, why you would have a picture of the house? You, you know what I'm saying? That you're getting rid of, unless it was like a, like, uh, uh, what do they call that? The people that believe in, uh, um, oh, what's that? The secret. Um, God, I can't. Dorks. Um, yeah, dorks. Um, no, 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 no. The the Just people think. that 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 use like they make these dream boards, right? And they put like oh, you know, yeah. oh, here's this house yeah. that like I want manifesting, like, manifesting. Like right? Words. Yeah, it's the secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So, so like you know, they have this house that they want to buy, and so they have like the picture of it on the wall, and in the picture is this little girl that what? What are you wagging your finger at? <laughs> They didn't want to buy that house. They weren't even buying it. Or he not buy it, visit it. His colleague had committed suicide there, so he moves his fucking family there. Yeah, they yeah, were doing kind of research on it for yeah, the oh yeah, oh society yeah. of whatever. Yeah, that is the white person horror movie trope. So yeah. People were killed in a house. Let's move in. Let's Woo! move in. <laughs> my colleague committed suicide because of that. Let's go there. I'm going to take my kid and my wife. Isn't and there like them. a whole history of people dying there then? Like you would think that they would be like, oh hey, every family has lived there has died. Well, the one guy's well, trying to realtor. warn them about the Freudstein, yeah. Freudstein house, but and she's like, it's Oak Mansion. We call it Oak Mansion. Like, yeah. Yeah, like a real realtor would do. Like cover yeah. that shit up. It's like yeah. being like, hey, I'm gonna start a camp at Camp Crystal Lake after every camp had people die at it. Let's yeah. do it again. This time yeah. it'll be different. We'll call it Camp Blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I was just thinking that so Freudstein's whole thing was he was coming up with a way to live forever. Well, his method sucks because the way he looks <laughs> yeah. when we the big reveal at the end, it's like, so that's what you were working towards. That's what all this effort. So you could be this desiccated, 
you know, thing filled with what looked like sloppy Maggots? joe and linguine. It just, it's just. Hey, man, he's trying to harvest <laughs> stem cells in the 80s, dude. They didn't have the technology. <laughs> they, didn't have a, they didn't have it perfected yet. <laughs> right? yeah. They really didn't have it perfected in the Victorian era when he started his work. So, okay, as far as the whole medical experiment stuff goes, like when they show these scenes of like body parts in the basement, it's like, this is not the work of a skilled surgeon. Like just what, <laughs> no. what the fuck is this mess? It's just exactly. random body parts. This, this um, does not speak of any kind of medical or surgical skill here. Right. Nope. But um, hot take uh, for David over here. We saw Billy Joel last week. So when they showed these desiccated hands of Dr. Feuchtstein, I swear to God, every time they zoomed in on Billy Joel's <laughs> hand and that piano, that's what it looked like. Just <laughs> oh some, my God. Some some sausages um, that they should have just left alone. And let me preface, <laughs> we love Billy Joel. So Billy, if you're listening, it's just a joke. You know, we'll We're still sorry, take those you look like Darth Vader now. If yeah. Billy Joel's listening, can he come over and play at my house? <laughs> right. I mean, because you know, I, I told David I was gonna marry Billy Joel. That's what I thought. And then I saw his hands the other night and sorry, Billy. That's like yeah, me wanting to marry Nikki Six, but then finding out he's an absolute piece of shit man whore. So I that yeah. changed. Yeah, whenever they would zoom in on his hands on the Jumbotron, we would just look at each other and be like, Ooh. Ooh. They were like, no, that's a bad move. Y'all keep doing it. You can have yeah. the nachos. Yeah, but like, <laughs> where, you know, Dr. Fordstein's hands are kind of reminded me of uh, Dr. Zoidberg a little. They're kind of lobsterish um, when he's like moving the body, you know, and stuff. <laughs> I was just like, oh. <laughs> I- I'm guessing the medical board. Pass him because of those hands, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Edward salad hands. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, was he wearing gloves? Or <laughs> yeah. what no. I was like, that, that don't really <laughs> They didn't have really good surgeons in 1830 either. I'm sure. Jack the Ripper. Yeah, we would just put a leather belt in your mouth and hack something off. I was going to say, Jack the Ripper did neater work than Dr. Freudstein. He really did. He did. He did. Fun and fact so they- about those hands. I'm sorry, I just want to jump in. You know, the little girl who played May was actually doing the hands. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? That's a child. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> I think it's go, part like, of that. Somebody with well, these it's kind of like weird. when we watched it's Basket part- Case. And, and yeah. the child was but up in Basket Case. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, 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 but it's part of that, it's part of that Jalo thing where it's like, you know, we'll use the little girl's hands to throw you off so you don't know. Who the killer is. Yeah, this one I feel falls more into Italian horror. It's not really a giallo. It is, but you yeah. see that they're they're trying to but use that, that whole giallo. giallo they're it, trying to they, they group them. What we talked about when we when we did Tenebrae's, you know, you do the 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 first person kills, right? And and yeah. you know, same with, with Sleepaway Camp. And you know, they did that in a some in some of the, the kills. And all you see is the hand wielding the knife or the hand when he's coming up the stairs. You know? And so it's like they're trying to play on those those giallo tropes, but not anywhere near Wait, successful. let me I'm sorry. So the girl, the little girl was the hands of Dr. Freustein. Yes. Yeah, so the, yes. the little girl was pushing Bob's face into the, the door? Yes. Yeah, she, she did a lot of the, the wow. Italy didn't this. have the same child labor laws that we did here in the states. <laughs> Man, she tried really hard to kill Bob, but her his dad. But she fails. was also trying to save Bob, so that must have been really confusing to her as a child. I, I yeah, 
It's and she children, looks confused. Children are smart. You don't give them enough credit. That's true. <laughs> oh, they're sometimes they're yeah, they're extremely smart because they're not as clouded as we are as adults. Yeah, they have a simplicity and a brightness that we tend to lose as we get older. Honestly, and as a parent of three, sometimes too smart. Yeah. Yeah, but there's nothing dumber than like a, a teenage boy just going through puberty. They just walk into walls like. Well, my son's fifteen. I can attest to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> knocks over everything. He can knock over stuff the blood across is the room. Elsewhere at this point. That's yeah. right. That's right. I didn't think my mom knew anything about those crusty socks she was picking up on mine. I, oh, oh, I cannot talk about my son like that. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to sleep tonight. He's Don't pure. do this. He's pure of heart and mind. He would be doing his own laundry. <laughs> well, he does. He does. He does. Yeah, with, a, with a chisel. I, <laughs> I made, uh, once the kids hit about 13, I made them learn how to do their own laundry and things like that. I'm like, what? I'm really big on respecting your privacy unless I have reason to suspect, which I don't. So I'm like, that's your business. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm done now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it anymore. Mom out. Because <laughs> if I find if one crusty sock and I'd be in therapy, like hardcore therapy for like a year. I'd be like, I can't live my life right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Yeah. So this, I, I, I put this out on social media and I put like an amalgamation of just like random bullshit films, some of the better known ones, but I left out don't torture a duckling. Now I wanted to know, yeah, you know, when I put it on Twitter, when I put it on Instagram, I was curious if anybody would notice that. Because, spoiler alert, we are going to cover uh, Don't Torture Our Duckling. And uh, it's uh, kind of considered by most Bulgy fans to be his best film. So, but I did get quite a few responses. People were like, why didn't you put Don't Torture Our Duckling? I'm like, good eye. Yeah. But, uh, but I got to see the most popular option uh, or, or just suggestion. Because I just said in general, like an umbrella question, like what is your favorite Poultry movie and why most people said zombie, of course. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. zombie versus shark. What, you know, what's not to love. <laughs> what's not to love? And then, you know, the, the famous, you know, wood splinter to the eye, the eye gouging. We got that. But like, you know, this, this is part of the gates of the of hell trilogy. This is the last one, which the trilogy itself doesn't make any fucking sense. But this is not <laughs> the best movie in the trilogy uh, no. at all. You're not. But I don't know. But. I know that there are people who adore this movie because I, I got a couple of those. Yeah. Like some people were like, oh my God, I love a house by the cemetery. And I'm thinking, why? Why? Right. You know, it's it, different strokes for different folks. I, there, there are some beloved horror films that I just despise. And that's, you know what? That's okay. <clears throat> Don't cancel me, bro. And I have some that <laughs> people hate that I absolutely love. So Right. Right. Um, you know, like like City of the Living Dead. I absolutely love that. That's probably one of my favorite Fulci films. And there are probably some people that are like, what? Are you serious? But oh, that movie that, rules. That, I love that movie. Um, and The Beyond, fantastic film. This one, eh, kind of missed <laughs> the mark. Torture a Duckling? Yeah. You know what I found out, too? Apparently, in his biography, when he was talking about the movie, he said that the screenwriters bad script was too much of a ripoff of the house that screamed 
So it's kind of like a weird full circle thing. Yeah. Yes, it oh, is. Wow, yeah. Fun fact, everybody. <laughs> I like that fact. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. <laughs> have anybody read his book, his autobiography? Is it available in English? I, I have not. No, I have not, but I know that there is a documentary about Fulci that I meant to get around to, but we've had kind of a lot going on behind the scenes, uh, like family-wise. Um, but uh, there, I think it's on Shudder. Yeah, yeah F, F for Fulci. I just yep. watched it this past year, and uh, it's very dry. So unless you're like a super Fulci guy, it can be kind of boring. Well, I'm nosy, so I'm going to watch it. Yeah, definitely <laughs> definitely watch it, and I'd love to hear what you think when you do. Yeah, Sabini's documentary character. I thought was fantastic. So, you know, they do have some really great ones, and I love they have um, um one that's still on there, All the Colors of Jello. So right now yeah. – um, they, they've had a big giallo run this entire year hopefully it will continue you can see a lot of this italian horror and giallo on shutter yeah and and house by the cemetery is on shutter both the joe bob and just the film I by itself but bob, definitely it watch yeah Roth Roth is also uh, on it and he looks yeah definitely phenomenal. watch the joe bob because just like with all the other films that joe bob does you learn so much information about the film the filming of the film you know the behind the scenes mm -hmm. stuff and and it just it just makes it much more interesting uh, yeah I, I agree too and and eli roth is really great in that episode and he really cracked me the fuck up at one point where he was saying he was so uh happy that you know, regarding the dr freudstein characters like we have a jewish monster and he's like well right. there's a well, like there's monsters. golem and there's this <laughs> and there's weinstein right like, right oh, right man. yeah that's dark that's dark <laughs> but, you know, well like, i mean sometimes the truth is pretty dark yeah and it's yeah. and it's funny too because if if you've never if you don't know a whole lot i mean you, if you just know eli roth as a director right if you don't know him from like his history of horror the guy is super fucking knowledgeable Mm -hmm. like i was hotter i was blown <laughs> away by lot. how much knowledge he has about yeah. you know the genre and and cinema you know in its entirety i mean he's he knows his shit and mm -hmm. you know the it was funny hearing some of the stories he had about you know quentin tarantino and how quentin tarantino was kind of involved in him making hostile well, and yeah, he produced it right yeah and and so he would like you know basically kind of school him as he was filming the, the movie and you know test him on certain things and yeah it was he's he's an interesting character and he was the bear jew let's never forget he was oh the bear God, jew. how could i uh, the, the, bear the jew. very the very sexy mm. bear jew with, uh, with, with the really bad difference. chicago accent yeah yeah <laughs> He makes yeah, he was he was on a great Eli Roth was on a great episode of the Disney Plus show Earth to Ned, where he talked about uh, his favorite horror movies and how to direct horror movies and how to scare people. And I love Cabin Fever. I don't know why that movie gets a lot of hate. I like. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, it was. That was a lot of fun. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. Unfortunately, we had to scrap that episode, but I'm always up for re-recording absolutely yeah we did record an episode on that but i kind of like to re-record that <laughs> yeah so okay so i have a question about Anne. okay i have a lot of questions about Anne. <laughs> yeah. so, I do too. we see okay so we've got this this beautiful woman um i think it's anya pierioni or something yeah name. 
beautiful green eyes, just beautiful woman. But man, she is just like blank as a post otherwise like she doesn't want to say anything and then we see that like self-decapitating mannequin that looks exactly like her so i'm trying mm. to figure out was she dead was she serving freud steen stein i think the correct pronunciation would be steen right or is it sometimes stein i don't know this is a question for larry would it always be stein or would it be steen sometimes Steen uh, or if, if you've seen how my last name is spelled s-h-e-i-n it's pronounced mm -hmm. shine you oh. know everyone thinks it's sheen so yeah. this one could be freudstein that's how i say it too just well freudstein. it makes more yeah. sense i guess because the mixture between you know dr freud and dr frankenstein yeah but i don't know if she's serving freudstein or if she like what the hell is with it i mean she's the fucking weirdest bitch yeah that's kind of how i felt i kind of felt <laughs> she was she was kind of like you know working for him like when she was trying to pull the boards off the the cellar door and why didn't the fucking dad stop her what the fuck is wrong with these parents well, and she just shoots him this look this sort of sultry look and then he's like standing there yeah were fucking that was a question that, that that was a question that candy brought up like the way that they do those eye shots to one another like there was a big secret between the two i'm like <laughs> they're banging they're yeah banging. yeah he's fucking like, the okay, babysitter you go ahead and take the cellar door you know, I'm, you take the board off because we're gonna go screw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, I have to make my Sounds own interpretation legit. Yeah. because I have to have some kind of logicality. Yeah, and maybe that was maybe that was Fulci's idea. Leave it up to the viewer. I don't like, really think we're not gonna serve you a plot. You figure it out yourself. Yeah, sometimes, he, sometimes he's like that. That's like the direction. You're, I think you're smart enough to figure it out on your own. I'm not gonna yeah. tell you anything. It's like a choose your own adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and you're never wrong. I love those. And if you are, you those. can just go back to the Or Mad Libs. Yeah. Remember Mad Libs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I love Mad Libs. No. Were they fucking? Turn to page 86. <laughs> and then it turns out that if they weren't, you have to go back and God damn your it. place with yeah. your finger. Like, okay, wait, that was the wrong one. Blue balls right. again. Got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and when she popped up on screen, I was like, damn those eyebrows. Yeah. So, <laughs> but with her kind of eyes, those brows, like those strong brows, they look fucking phenomenal. Very well, those so are strong, beautiful. but there's no thoughts behind them. <laughs> oh no, she's, what I'm thinking is she's some kind of like wraith or you know something that's serving like a thrall. Bornstein. Oh look, whatever. there's those eyes on the TV right now. No, no, it's the mom. It's Lucy. No, no, I know her eyes were just on there. <laughs> don't mind me. I'm playing the film and behind me. I don't me, think so. she's with Doctor Freudstein, by the way, because he murders her. So like. Maybe she and, wore her and, welcome. But he tricked her to come down. That baby thing that he does is to trick people at going downstairs. Ooh, you think she would have ooh. known this if she was with him? And uh, look, and and you, since I'm you brought it up, <clears throat> since you brought it up, Larry, I just want to say, her death is probably my favorite special effect in this film. <laughs> the multiple throat slashing up close, like it just it looks so fucking good. That was a yeah. good moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I also do like Mrs. Gittleson's stuff where the fire poker. Oh, like, you know, yeah, you're right. You're right. And the, the blood spurting the out. Yeah. 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 Really yeah I appreciate the special effects in this one. Yeah. That's what Fulci's known for. I just I missed my eye gouging. I'm yeah. So and apparently her death went on for much longer. Right, we were talking about the, her. So, was that footage lost? I've never seen it. Was it? Is it lost footage, was it, or was it? So he cut the eye gouge footage because he didn't like how the effect turned out. 
But like I said, you later on when they show her body strung right. up, yeah, you see insane. you see the after effect. And it doesn't look good. No. He's right. He's done better eye gougings. Oh yeah. And eye slashes. Yes, yes. You know what else Fulci likes to do is have people's faces get like smashed against things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she's going down the stairs. It's like, doo, doo, doo. yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was laughing like, my know, like, ass off. That's just thunk, thunk, and thunk, it thunk. seemed like it. It seemed like it went on forever. It's like how how many steps does it take to get down to this it fucking cellar? How many steps were <laughs> a lot? Yeah. But, a basketball down there. But before I go to uh, Crystal and Dave, I wanted to say like. These Italian directors of, uh, you know, Italian horror and giallo, um, they all had like sort of their hallmarks. Like Argento, he, one of his is uh, he had deaths with, with people either dying by window or hanging out of a window after they die or somewhere in between. Fulci was eye gouging, um, mm-hmm. you know, so but so when I see something without eye gouging and then you have no story, I'm like, Fulci, come on. Look, they all had their trademarks, but Larry brought it up earlier. They all hated women. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that they necessarily hated women. I think that it can be perceived as misogynistic. But when you take something and you put it next to, like, don't torture a duckling, I mean, that's mostly anti-men. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So I don't think we can completely say that his films are misogynistic. Not him as a person, I don't fucking know. But... But I do not think that all of these men are misogynistic just because there's violence against women doesn't mean I'm not. Yeah. And this is I'm not saying he's misogynistic. Either of them are misogynistic. I'm just saying they like to kill their women and they like to kill their topless women. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, that's like a hallmark of horror in general. Maybe titties set them off. (laughs) Something about titties. I don't know. Yeah, Mm. they do. they, They do Jason Voorhees. He fucking hates them. Mm-mm. Uh, Crystal D. I was thinking of the mannequin scene when the little girl's staring at the mannequins, and it's supposed to be this big sort of foreshadowing. And they and they zoom in on each mannequin face. There's three of them, and the first two look like just regular mannequins, and then they cut to the third one, and it's so obviously uh, made up to look like a person. It kind of kills the foreshadowing. You know, it's got you know eyeliner, and the eyes are kind of crossed. I've noticed when we were watching it, it's kind of not great. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, we were talking about how Anna is the creepiest bitch in the movie. No, the library assistant is the creepiest bitch. Oh, in God, the- yeah, he was unsettling. That guy comes in weird. with, like, way too many teeth and, like, it's just, just the it's strangest person. Yeah. And, the- and then he kind of, and also in that library scene when uh, he burns, the guy burns the tape, in the fire, so we keep open fire pits in libraries, or absolutely. Like what was just they were just doing some uh, Korean barbecue while they were work. I don't know. We got to get rid of those bookworms somehow, honey. <laughs> well, I think that's the funny thing. Um, actually, Joe Bob did bring that up uh, on that episode. Uh, like apparently that's a thing, but no, these these uh, a lot of these Italian horror movies and giallos they wanted to appeal to an American market, so. They took all of this stuff and like tried to pass it off like, oh, well, they're in Massachusetts or, you know, whatever. And that's just what they do there, you know, but they don't really like they're trying to sell to the audience that lives there. Like, no, not at all. Why would we have open flame with all these fucking books? Um, no, in America right now, book burning is coming back. Wait, maybe it's coming back. Yeah. Oh, it's all the rage. 
That's coming. <laughs> We're going to ban all sorts of books. Yeah, so that was that was something Joe Bob brought up, and you know Eli Roth is trying like to the ends of the earth to defend this film, and I'm just like, bro, it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very intelligently there. supplied answers that still weren't answers. Yeah, I'm sitting there trying to figure out like you moved the rug and found Doctor Fordstein's uh, tomb or his burial site or whatever. Who the fuck leaves that rug there for that long with so much fucking dust up under it? I mean, is your your allergies not going anywhere? Do you, I mean, do you have like <laughs> stuff in Yeah, that shit was caked. And, and, and also the, the thing know, about knowing that it was Italian, it's like they don't know American names. His middle name was Tess. Right. <laughs> the other thing that got me so tickled, and I mentioned this when Dave and I was watch, were watching it for the first time, was that this is obviously an Italian take on Americans or whatever. They think so highly of us that they had fiddle faddle on the table. And then for coffee, you had instant Maxwell House. Instant fucking coffee. So, I would just quit drinking coffee. Well, I mean, I when I, I was not like, drink instant coffee. I am a fan. I, I am like a bougie coffee person. <laughs> I can't drink coffee at all now, but when I was younger, my grandparents gave me Folgers House. So, I mean, it, it, <laughs> but instant coffee that tickled me so much uh, that I was like, "Wow, that's what they think of us." And I think they had like a jar of what Peter Pan. Um, peanut butter or something on the table too and i was like well they got something right one out of three <laughs> i know plenty of people who like instant coffee and i'm just like you monsters you just like bean water yeah. that's what you like bean i water. like bean water i like i like some really and it has to be i only drink flavored coffee as well and then i put look, all this shit in it look so at like, candy I'm, Candy over here with her pinky in the air. I like my I, bougie I do coffee. I'm just going to drink fancy coffee. We own a Keurig. Yeah. And, cream and I have certain creamers and I have that flavored coffee. <laughs> Instant coffee is from monsters. Now, yeah. the, co- the, the, the cruise we went on last year, we had a Nest Cafe machine in the room. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not no Maxwell House Instant. No. Nah. Yeah. Oh, someday someone has to explain to me what the hell Sanka was. Oh, <laughs> it was, it was a famous was, decaf. It was, my fucking grandparents drank it, if that yeah, tells you anything. It was like International yeah, Foods chicory. Coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, it's that uh, you want bean water, but it's diet bean water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I found out that decaf does still have caffeine in it. Um, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. not as much, and I'm like, you're you should say less caffeine, not right. caffeinated. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, Larry. I actually think that Peter Pan peanut butter is thematic, thematically uh, good for the movie or whatever, because Dr. Freustein is trying to be young forever, just like Peter Pan. That's right. a good point. Brilliant. Uh, you, you, something in this film actually made sense? <laughs> Holy shit. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, I want to also say something nice about the movie, too. I like the very beginning when they have the, the photo of the house and Bob can see the, the girl, the window. And I love the idea of like, you see a photo, but you got to zoom in. When you zoom in, you see something fucked up, you know, and you see her like, ah, I like that. Um, so that's something cool in the movie. And then also, I also love when they do stuff that makes no sense ever when she's looking <laughs> in the storefront and then like the, the, 
the mannequin becomes decapitated and blood goes everywhere. And you're just like, what does that have to do with anything? He probably <laughs> was just there going, hey, would it be cool if we just decapitated a mannequin? Well, that's kind of <laughs> foreshadowing in Anne's death because the mannequin was made to look like her. And that, and later on, you know, I use the quote, you know, Anne, mommy says you're not dead. Is that true? But, you know, we see your head roll. Um, You know, Draw- she gets decapitated she's also stiff like a mannequin too so yeah there's not a lot going on there <laughs> True. and she talked like a zombie like yeah you know, what are you doing i mean i made coffee, coffee. And mom's like fucking zoom fuck this bloodshed <laughs> i'm gonna get some instant maxwell house or whatever coffee because it tastes like shit and, you know if you think about it bob is just a blood. symptom of of every actor in this movie is just awful well, you, it just, you know, I was like, I'm gonna be more awful than you guys. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Mom didn't give a shit because dad kept shoving pills down her throat. Yeah. And dad was a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. He made so many, like, just dumb or incomprehensible decisions, too. It's like, I mean, pretty much everyone did, but it's like, what? The, what the hell are you thinking, man? What is well, this? This the scene that got me the the most about the dad was the when when Bob is trapped in the basement and he takes the axe and he's he's whacking at the door. Now the first thing was he pulls the axe back and there's blood from where he he had cut Freudstein's hand off. You wouldn't immediately think that oh fuck I just hit my kid. I would absolutely think that. I'd be like, oh my God, I just killed my baby. Because at this point, like at this point, he had no idea what was coming up the stairs. He just knew his kid was trapped on the other side of the door. And then the second thing was when they finally get through the door and you hear the kid screaming down in the basement and he stops and has to monologue. Right. You know, and he's and he's like explaining, like, you know, the plot that we need to know. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, your kid is being fucking And ha- if he knew this information, why didn't he share it? Before <laughs> right. then? Why, why is this a good time? Typical male wanting to be right. <laughs> but like the movie does not show us in any way, shape, or form how he comes across this information. Yeah. He just knows it suddenly and he has to like wait. I know our child's in peril, but let me tell you this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to actually kill Bob and he's like whacking at the door trying to find it like a whack-a-mole. Just, well, I mean you know. we're, we're talking about a guy who found Freud, you know, Freudstein's gr- tomb is in his house, and then he drives two hundred miles to New York. Only to find out that he wasn't really buried in New York. Like that was the yeah, whole like, reason that like, he it's went cheaper back. Cheaper just for me to drive to New York. I'm like, the fuck it is. Right. There was a gas. There was still like inflation from gas at that point in time. Yeah. This, just crack that tomb open, baby. <laughs> this movie is missing. I wish this was more current, like maybe a late '80s, where there was a scene where he's actually on. <laughs> Like the early form of the He's, internet, trying to figure out stuff, and it would just been like. I mean, this would definitely be rebooted because real. it needs some help. Yeah, I have a question though. I'm not really a question a thing to say, but like as a mom, because when I go into these movies and there's there's motherhood, I'm always in that mom's position because I have three kids. So if I had to go rent out this creepy fucking house. With my dumbass husband, who's not explaining dick to me, um, <laughs> and I have only one child. Why do I need a living babysitter that I've never met? I have not chosen the realtor who's lying to me anyway. But you know, you have to kind of assume that. Um, 
picked for me. And I'm just going to leave my kid in her care all day. I don't know this person. Why do you need a babysitter for one child? Like, I don't, I don't understand. I'm like, man, oh, I, seriously, I don't <laughs> and, you know, even, but if I have the luxury of like, ha- if I only had one child and it was younger and I had a babysitter, you best bet I was going to be the one that does, was going to pick them. Like somebody's not going to assign me a babysitter. I'm going to choose. And I, right. if they're going to live in, I need to know that bitch. Yeah. And I'm like, what is wrong with the mom? What is wrong with these parents? You know, it's kind of the, you know, the whole, like, the omen and the babysitter thing that, you know, <laughs> except for there, you get the the whole, I thought you called them. No, I thought you called them. Oh, okay. Right. Like, there's explanation. Whatever. Here, it just happens, and it looks like her and the dad might be banging, and I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> the hand <animal's laughs> <cradle. laughs> no. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I was going to, I think realtors and, um, in, in horror movies, realtors are always a great plot device to move the story forward. Realtors and like town historians, I'm thinking of specifically like the changeling and yeah. ghost story. They're, yeah. they're always poltergeist. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, poltergeist and, and realtors always come across in these movies as a little bit creepy, which I think is funny. Their realtors are always a little, but they always know all the town secrets. Either the realtor or like the town historian, which was always an older woman yeah. with like fun and little, you know, grandma. Maidish, never, yeah. you know, spinster cut. Well, they're, you, always, you, they're always very curt and, and you know, yeah. or, or yeah. The, the crazy old guy at the gas station that you run. Right, the doomsayer. The doomsayer. Crazy Ralph. Yeah, the, the doom caller. Yeah. Well, you 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 mentioned you mentioned Poltergeist James Karen as the, mm-hmm. the we, oh, just, man. we just showed Ash the Poltergeist films over Halloween. He'd never seen them. Wow. So fresh in my mind. Oh, those were my first yeah. horror movies. Yes. James and Karen. I, Who doesn't love James Karen? Yeah. yeah. I think that's the first movie that showed me the horror could be funny too. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, I think that. Which was which I'm a I, fan of. Also, I, the I, weed smoking in a PG movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that was my mom. You know, we went to bed. She was in there getting high. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was I, young. <laughs> you know, like she wanted to like get high at night. That's, she still fucking does. Like she she wanted to smoke a joint. And you get out of bed and smell it. It's like, mom, I I need blah blah blah. And she's like putting a roach out. You know. Yeah. I will say, you know, it, a, a lot of people, you know, I've learned about like Poltergeist too. It's they're not big fans of and i absolutely love that fucking film Poltergeist guys too is i love that film because i had braces when i first saw that mm-hmm. and that whole scene with with the braces and then uh, the tequila worm who could forget right. oh my god it still grosses me out yeah. yeah we had a lot of lollipops with tequila worms in them when i was younger about i remember those and i was like <laughs> I don't deal with anything that fucking squirms. I don't do anything with tequila anymore. Fuck that. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I love a good vodka. It's the word tequila makes you want to throw up. Yeah. Tequila. I can't do tequila. It's too not me. I just I stick to my like fruity vodka and I'm happy. Yeah. So, do we have anything else we want to add to this? Because I've got, I've got something, some stuff I want to share with you guys. Um, oh, real quick, have I mentioned that Bob is a piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> I love how they, that got trending um, after yeah. the episode. That like that was Joe Bob thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Everybody was yeah. like, "Man, fuck Bob." 
Well deserved. And, and who, honestly, who names? If you name your kid Robert, wouldn't you go with Robbie? Speaking of poltergeist, they call him Robbie. Robbie. Yeah, Robbie. What, who calls Bob your kid Bob? a was... little child Bob? Yeah, like well, naming your kid Walter. These piece of shit parents would. I was expecting to have like Bob show up with a cigar and a smoking jacket. That's what I was expecting. And come here, let me give you a little fun. Suddenly he has a deep voice. And I have an Uncle Walter. <laughs> Although Walter, what's the option? Wally, which never works. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's true. And like it's like a, at one point that it was just a newborn infant and its name Bob. Bob. <laughs> Bob is like a name I would think a nickname you would acquire as an adult. It was adult. my dad's name. I know it was your dad's name. It was it's my Bob. biological dad's middle name. And he was mad I didn't name my son that. I'm like, wow, it's not like you raised me. Fuck off. How <laughs> <laughs> would be like remiss if i didn't say that maybe that is the only american name the italians could pronounce properly <laughs> bob <laughs> hey bob's a popular name their kid's bob. named bob i'm like but he's like a little child it's it's it, it's it's it makes me uncomfortable i don't know yeah. why it's off-putting right it's no. like it's trying to age him and he's like five <laughs> it's like like people who name their pets human names Robert the cat, <laughs> Andrew the dog. Boy, he touches the, the Satan right face, there. Bob's face, that actor, that little the little boy, his face. He's like overly cute. He's like if a cartoon artist drew you a picture of what a cute yes, little boy would look like. It's like overly saccharine. Like it would make your teeth. Yeah, hurt, you like, know? right. It's like he, his face and he's kind of got moving. a little bit of a five head. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot say anything. <laughs> Me his either, hair. but still, I mean, because Nan's like, Mom, you got a five head. I'm like, fuck off. His hair blanketed his football but head. Bob, had, Bob is rocking that dorky camel cut. Oh, Bob yeah. is rocking it. <laughs> and, and, and speaking about people who named their pets uh, human names, my parents have Claire, Carly, and Hazel. Now those those aren't too bad. Those aren't too terribly. Well, bad. my cat's names are technically well. Rhaegar is a fantasy name from Game of Thrones, but I, I have Tom Servo, uh, Humphrey Bogart. But they all have they all have nicknames. Yeah, yeah. And we usually call them by their nicknames. So there's Beans, BB, and Brenda. Yeah, but they but, all have you know, actual human names. The person who has a cat named Jeff. Right. You know, I just <laughs> yeah. My cat named Jeff. George. Steven. <laughs> I have a bird named Jeff and if he ever got out he would murder people he's a murder bird I'm afraid of birds I'm afraid of birds my sister has a tarantula named Ted so I mean I just Ted alright can you say that what? I just I just thought of Ted Ramey I don't know why I'm sorry he is the most pod person of people's that I have ever had the pleasure of meeting. Either he was extremely high or he's a pod person. (laughs) Who looked like they had just come out of the pod. Like, Like just now. It's just, dude, you're a little weird. You're you're giving me a little weird vibe. I I hear violins in the distance. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, so like he had a, um, I think it was the very first horror home we ever went to. He was at the booth next to Tony Todd. And that was the second one we ever went to. Yeah, yeah. My second horror hound. But um, hopefully it's going to make a fucking return next year. I'm going to fight the government here. Anyway, um, I'm, not, the I'm way. not kidding. I'm not kidding. Um, but so he was right next to, like, and we were, like, sort of, and Tony Todd was, like, hugging us because he's, like, massive. 
He's giant. He's huge. He's huge. And we're like talking to him and hugging him right there in the middle. And we started wandering over towards Ted. I mean, I'm like, man, I like I feel stranger danger with him. I don't know. (laughs) There's something very off-putting. Yeah, him. he's a little off. He yeah, is. I'm like Sam is so approachable, but right. Ted, I'm like I don't know. No, Dap- <laughs> I don't know. dapper he guy. Still my purse or something. I don't know. Very, yeah, very dapper. But he, he's just the most. The only thing I could think of when I met him was like a gremlin. Mer- yeah, you're the most pod person person <laughs> I've ever met. Yes, it was like a tiny little alien inside him driving him. You know, like a big, you know, mech. <laughs> Yeah, like from Men in Black, yeah. where he's sitting up in the brain and stuff. Hello, how are you? Yes, it's nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Ted, Ted Ramey, if you're listening, we love you. We love you. We Ted. do. We, we respect you. He, he does. He does. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Uh, so yeah, I, heard, I knew that. I knew that she would agree with me. <laughs> Um, Erica's calling audibles from the sideline. <laughs> Throwing Erica's flags. Erica's impression again. Referee and her mic is off. <laughs> um, so, uh, Larry, and then we will. Sean has some interesting stuff to share with us. So, uh, we'll hear from you, and then go there. Yeah. So, you guys are talking about like Bob and like kids and telling movies or whatever. Has anybody seen Burial Ground by any chance? It's with been an a adult long time. playing a child. A long time ago. It's been a long an time. Adult I, playing a child. Yes. He makes out with his mom, and it makes Bob look normal. Okay. So, <laughs> Did you just say there's there was a weird Oedipus complex in this? Did you oh, say no? Was saying it in burial ground. Burial ground. In burial ground, he was making out with his mom. Yeah, it's an adult yeah, so playing it's a kid. Thing. It is, it's fucking. It's or so it could weird, be the dad. opposite. Be the Electra syndrome. No. An electric complex is <laughs> where um which some people use Jocasta, but that was Jocasta. actually Oedipus's mom, but she didn't know that was her son. But electric right. complex is the opposite of the Oedipus complex. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. She knows. That's, 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 like that's like one of those math word problems. Hang on. Yeah. Ask your therapist, Dave. Boston <laughs> at three ten. And the mother wants to fuck her son, and then <laughs> and that's the, an electric complex. What's the conductor's <laughs> name? The house. <laughs> hey, that's really interesting, guys. You know what else is interesting? What Sean's going to tell us? Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's right. Cue up the music, Crystal. Boom! 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 boom. <laughs> For shitty reviews tonight, we're we're gonna do something special for Larry. Uh, this is gonna be the What About Bob edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. I I had started as I was pouring through these these shitty reviews. I I started to see a trend, and I thought I thought you know I'm just gonna pull out all the ones that have something to do with Bob. But then I realized I mean, there wasn't any there wasn't anything I had to pull out. Every single review <laughs> had something to do about Bob. So so this is the what about Bob edition. Um, first off, Rotten Tomato score uh, critics gave this 45 percent. And the audience just a wee bit better at 48%. So not as beloved as people might lead you to believe. Mm. So our first one comes from Jen Baccarella. She says, fuck Bob. Is he a ghost now? Was he the monster all along? 
The dialogue was mainly people calling out names, then a close-up of eyes for a good 15 minutes. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm on board with that, really. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think we'll, we're going to be on board with a lot of these. Uh, Dalton <laughs> Sturzy says, um, this movie is truly fucking terrible. How this abomination came from the same man behind Zombie, City of the Living Dead, and the Beyond is, well, beyond me. I want my 87 minutes back, dude. Also... I don't think I've ever hated a child as much as I hate Bob in this movie. If only <laughs> Freudstein had curb stomped him into paste, maybe I would have liked the movie just a bit more. Yeah, wow. it's trash, bro. That's harsh. Wow. A child. Uh, Destiny SP only says anti-Bob. Laney says, I want Bob's stuffed monkey. Also, this movie is total garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Eats Your B says child acting that is almost bad enough to make the movie better. Uh, This one's kind of a long one, so bear with me. Messy Tony says, uh, in quotes, draw me like an infernal magnet. What the fuck is an infernal magnet? (laughs) Fucking terrible. The script, the editing, the story, the acting, the effects. The only redeeming feature is the Giallo soundtrack. I despise whining kids in films, and this takes it to the next level with a whimpering kid on the soundtrack throughout. I wish they'd necked the little shit in scene one. I'll not recover from this absolute shocker. Sometimes they're bad. They're so bad they're good. This one is plain five out of five poos. Okay. Um, Araminta Araminta Crisis says, first of all, who looks at an adorable blonde boy with big blue eyes and calls him Bob? (laughs) Secondly, Bob was annoying. His mother was crazy. One of the funniest scenes was when she screams that Bob always brings trash in the house, then screams she doesn't need her medication. She's never felt better. Um, Let's see. Rocky Mist says Bob was maybe the weirdest looking child I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, Huck Robinson says I might have given this two stars if Bob had been killed off. <laughs> wow. Wow. Harsh. <laughs> Automatic five stars. Yes. Uh, Steve Bundy says the death scenes were pretty cool, but what the fuck was that bat scene? And who, yeah. the f- and who the fuck was doing the voiceover work for that kid, Bob. Atrocious <laughs> and deplorable. On my on my Steve Bundy diarrhea scale, this movie is highly diarrhea-inducing straight <laughs> poop cramps. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> oh, God. And last but not least, Josh Singer. Ladies and gentlemen, we're entering stage four of the 10-minute door-banging mommy-mommy scene. I hate <laughs> children. Mommy, mommy, let me out. The thing is, they they think it lasts four minutes when in reality, it does that. It's like four hours. So there you have it. You have to go to the bathroom and you're just sitting there like crying quietly (laughs) into the sink. (laughs) Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. But they kind of brought it on themselves. They call the kid fucking Bob. Bob. So True. we brought it up. So is Bob a ghost at the end? Someone explain. Don't the don't know. We don't but know. I do have in my review. I Did do have a, a, an interesting argument to present that I will. Right. I will present in my review. 
But yeah, I I do I do think that I think that that's where they're going with that. It's the only to be my my only issue is that we don't get to see him die. <laughs> wow, because <laughs> he's already it's dead. Like that's a lot of people's issues. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and I'm but, actually starting to feel bad for Bob a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah when, when Twitter ganged up on him, the mutant fam, man, they fucking destroyed that kid. But that one yeah. dude wanted to curb stop a child, like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> into paste. Um, there's been paste. some kids that wanted to curb stomp. <laughs> oh God, the kid in fucking <laughs> New Nightmare, Jesus Christ. Yes, Mika. No, oh, no Babadook kid. The Babadook oh, fucking kid. Oh, the Babadook kid. Oh, yeah, that kid needed to be Why can't you stomped? be normal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually think that kid might be worse than Bob. Yeah, that kid, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We should do like a Friday night fights and just take those two and just put them in a room. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> tournament of crappy kids. The celebrity death. We could just match. lock the room yeah. and, and just leave it. I don't know, <laughs> Crystal. Celebrities, celebrities kind of pushing it. Well, you know, <laughs> death match for kids. <laughs> Man, the Bobby oh, kid, I, I'm sorry, has to rank number one with me, though. Yeah. Have you guys done an episode I'm on like, that? I don't know, man. I would have. No. I, I, I fully understand the mom in that. We have we have that. not done the Baba Duke, and I actually enjoy the movie. Well, it was well. We'll get there. Like I said, everybody's going to be an editor, and we're just going to put all the buddies' ideas on that, and we'll figure it out. Good, so, so someone can explain the ending of that one to me. Oh my god, I can explain explain the ending of that one to you. That's a great movie. Yeah, no, I love the movie. movie. But hey, when you explain it, can you record it so I could see it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay, so I guess I will go into my review because it's a little lengthy. Maybe I don't know, and, and and I don't know how to even preface it because I tend to be a generous rater, so I don't know if I'm being generous or fair right now. You're being truthful to yourself. Well, yeah, because we all rate on our own scales, but you know, because there's things I. I've rated higher things I've rated lower that I should have rated higher, you know, so whatever I gave, I gave this four out of 10 amnesia inducing cups of coffee. I'm telling Eli <laughs> Roth. Yeah. Give him my number and we'll talk about him. <laughs> oh, we'll meet up and we'll talk about it in person. Yeah. He'll, he'll change your rating. <laughs> I'll change his rating. <laughs> um, okay. So the, uh, the quote that Dave used at the beginning, which is used at the end. Uh, is credited to uh, Henry James. Now, if you're not familiar with Henry James' work, you may be familiar with the like Flanagan. After he did uh, The Haunting of Hill House, he did The Haunting of Blind Manor, which was based on the Henry James' work, Turn of the Screw. And right. you know, and the quote is paraphrased by Lucio Fulci because that is not what Henry James said. It was the uh, essential message of the story of the Turn of the Screw, but. Um, where, you know, we didn't know if the children were monsters or the monsters were children, but that's not actually a direct quote. Lucio Fulci just made that up to, like, sound smart or something. Like, here's the gist of this, you know, turn of the screw spooky story by Henry James. Um, it works, but, like, I think if he would have done, like, direct quotes or something, but they're they're very antiquated. It's a very it's kind of a heavy read. Um, and it's, uh, it's a gothic, so it's not for everyone. That's why people are like, how can you do the Haunting of Blaine Manor after how great the Haunting of Hill House was? I'm like, well, Haunting of Blaine Manor uh, was written a long time before that. 
Uh, the Shirley James thing. But anyway, so I like that he that was a concept. I mean, there were there were concepts in this that I thought could have gone great places. He could have done fun things with, but he doesn't. And I'm like, so if you're not going to give me like a great concept or or some tiniest threadbare plot, then give me the gore because you are known as the godfather of gore. Let's give I want to see eyeballs gouged. I want to see like, I mean, we got gore. And, you know, we got our maggots and whatever, but we didn't, you know, I could have done with more entrails. I could have done with more deaths. I mean, it's, it's, you're not giving me a plot. Give me gore. So, I mean, it, it's hard to judge a Fulci film, especially if you're a big Fulci fan, without comparisons. And even if you're comparing this to the rest of the Gates of Hell, uh, Gates of Hell trilogy, like this is really the low bar. Um, yep. And it's, it was the last film and, and which there are never really any gates of hell, honestly. Like, so that even the fact that he called that trilogy, that doesn't even make any sense. But and Joe Bob talks about that. But um, so, yeah, like, I feel like there was a germ of an idea. There was a germ of I can do something with this. And it just doesn't pull off. And like I said, just if there were a few more eye gougings, a few more deaths, a little bit more gore, a little bit better effects, I, I'd rate it higher. Um, and, and as this is, it's two points for what gore we got and two points just because it's bulgy. Because I, the, the gold standard for me, and like I said, this is spoiler, but nobody will remember by the time we do this episode um, that's listening. Uh, I, I measure everything up to uh, an earlier film by him, Don't Torture a Duckling, which is fantastic Jalo film. Um, so everything gets measured, or at least, you know, if you're not going to do that one, measure it by zombie, which is so much fun. You don't fucking need a plot. Who no. cares? So much gore, so much fun. This is none of that. It doesn't have, it doesn't have the, the awesome factor of don't torture a duckling, and it doesn't have the fun and gore. It's just sort of there. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm being generous or, or I'm being fair, but four out of ten, amnesia-inducing cups of coffee. Fuck all the characters. They're annoying as fuck. all right now i'll make this quick um i really don't have a lot more to say about this um i'm gonna give this five out of ten uh spilling maggots um i was (laughs) i was i was gonna use coffee for mine but candy stole it um i can't there's not much i can say that that candy didn't cover um i gotta give this you know five out of ten i'm giving it three for the gore and the other two I'm giving for um, just being able to see Bob's face smashed up against a door. <laughs> um, it just it, the gore in this is is good. I like the gore in this, but that's the only thing I like about this. And there are some some great scenes. You know the the throat slitting scene, the neck puncturing scene, um, the throat ripping scene. You know, I mean there there are some there are some good special effects in this and i think that's what he's known for and i i would imagine that's probably why people like this film um even the even at the beginning the knife through the back of the head i mean it's it's kind of an iconic scene you know with the blade sticking out of her mouth and everything um but as far as acting and plot and dubbing i even the score i didn't think the score in this was great when you compare it to something like the beyond or city of the living dead um, Fulci's done way better fucking work than this, and uh, we will be covering 
a lot of that soon. So uh, yeah, five out of 10 uh, spilling maggots. Is this the first time ever that you've rated something higher than me? You know, I don't know. I'll have to, we'll have to go back and, and look. I, I, cause I'm honestly thinking like, at least it's been a more than a, a year. It, it may be. It may That's be. weird. <laughs> All right. Who's up? Uh, one sec. I'll, 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 go. I'll go real quick. Uh, I'm going to give it five out of 10 shitty stem cell treatments. Cause I just love the thought of like Freudstein, like has been doing this for years and he's like thinking it's going great. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to keep doing this because everything's working out for me. You know, um, just, just, I love that plot. The one thing we didn't talk about, we touched on it briefly was the bat. Do oh, bats have God. that much? Do bats have that much blood inside them? Yeah, they can. I don't know. I, I'm, I have to admit that I am not a fan of like Jalo and also like spaghetti westerns as compared to the American versions. I, I think it's because I'm not that smart. And so, you know, I don't get all the like the, the subtle touches. You're very smart. Um, and, well, this one, I know there's a big argument whether this is Jalo or not. I don't get into that. But it's like it's, spaghetti it's splatter. Cool. Yeah, it's more of <laughs> Italian horror. Like he's done Jello, like with Don't Torture a Duckling and other earlier. I, I'm works, looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, he's went but, more into like gore after that. Like more. But one Italian. of my favorite things of this era of movies is watching Europeans try to emulate Americans. It's just fucking hilarious. Uh, so I yeah, so I got to give it five out of ten, just down the middle because I, I don't. It's got some great gore. Um, it's it's weird as fuck. The ending is. Uh, pretty ambiguous did someone say they're going to explain the ending to me or we don't know i don't know how to explain it <laughs> i mean i i can't explain it please Good. uh we are not privy because i guess has fulci ever killed a kid on screen before that's a good yes, question and don't torture a duckling Ooh, now I really so maybe he felt real sad about it but anyway the kid that's goes whole, to go the, the kid comes a ghost and he's now with the freistein mom and sister that's it. So he died horribly. We just didn't see it. Yeah. We just didn't see it. We or weren't awful. that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> no. That would be the most iconic death of all time, probably. Yeah. yeah. Would celebrate. I would like to think that that he got his head stuck in that stone that he was that, that tomb that he was trying to and, and Fordstein just grabbed him by the legs. He and, had a big head. Amazing. Yeah. He did have a big Starian head. Birth. It was all that hair. C-section, definitely. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give this five out of 10 dusty ass home tombs because bitch needed a Hoover like nobody's <laughs> business. Um, but, uh, I think, uh, that Bob, besides the annoying voice and, and the looking that Bob looked like the blonde version of kid brother, uh, you know, the, the Chucky, uh, dolls, uh, Bob, Bob is a little, you know, much to take in. However, I, I have, I did enjoy this movie the most of all the Jalo movies that we have seen, except for Tenebrae. And I know Dave and I were, were not on the Tenebrae episode, but, um, you know, Bob is, uh, to John Saxon's hat. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, this one, I, I, uh, I liked the gore in this one. 
uh, and uh, then Billy Joel's sausage hands. Um, <laughs> but but I, I do enjoy watching these Jalo films and these, you know, any other films that we do that are aged that have a depiction of Americans because it's kind of nice to see how another country viewed viewed us at that time frame. Um, and then whatever uh, insults that they could put in towards Americans, like that instant coffee. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was just, I was 100% glad this did not give me a migraine. So, you know, five out of 10 dusty ass home tunes. <laughs> I picture like the Auric man would have shown up at that house at one point and wanted to do yeah. like a. Or somebody with a rainbow, you know, those are all over the place. Yeah. They, they had the incense burning with it and everything, trying to get rid of the dusty-ass smell. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Erica, Larry. Uh, mine will be pretty fast. Um, if I, This is one where I might give it a split rating, because I know some people love this. I feel we're going to judge it just based on like atmosphere and like the cool kills and visual style, I'd probably give it like seven out of 10 arterial spurts. But um, if I'm like looking at things like plot and pacing and acting and like things that would actually make the story come together, just be more tolerable, I'd probably give it three out of 10 annoying children. <laughs> Makes so, sense. On average, I probably would also be hanging out in that sort of five out of ten zone. God, am I the wet blanket? No, yours too. No. Larry hasn't gone yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering. I'm like, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm going to be the wet blanket here. I'm, I'm usually never the wet blanket. I'm like, it's kind of exciting. It's always me. Uh, is it? Yep, it's you. Okay. Uh, first of all. I don't know if anybody knows this, but when we're zooming, everyone has a cat and they love to show their cats during the zooms. <laughs> yeah. And the best is Crystal's always trying to pet the cats. And it's adorable. <laughs> and I wish you guys could see all the adorable cats. Yes. The cats are better than this movie. Except for maybe <laughs> the movie cats. Uh, I'll give House by the Cemetery four out of ten. Hatchets just missing dumbass Bob in, in the door. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the wet blanket on this one. It's it's not like the worst thing you'll ever see because, you know, if, you've, if you're doing like a marathon of like these movies, it's good to have like a filler 86-minute quickie in the middle of it. Quickie. <laughs> but uh, the one thing that I was thinking, and you were talking about how like the pacing is the biggest issue, I think, because like a lot of these Italian movies have no plot really, but they've, they're a lot of them are paced really well, I think. Uh, so this one's not paced well. And there's lack of like kills and there's not a whole lot of body counts actually pretty low. Mm -hmm. But I had this great idea for a for a uh, remake. So if anyone wants to steal this, knock yourself out. Uh, basically, it's about uh, a group of college students, okay, that are doing like learning about like their teacher or whatever. One of the college students is one of those kids that's super smart. So you can still have like the kid trying to warn the other kid, but this kid's like a smart, like college student. They're like, first, ghosts aren't real. 
And then like, I'm not going to listen like this logic thing, but the, the ghost is can only talk to kids and he's a kid, you know, so you can have that sort of like, you know, whatever you want to talk about it. And then, uh, the, the kids are in the house and you can have a much bigger body count. You can have some sex in there probably. Um, you just scary movie. You could do a great, <laughs> I love scenes in horror movies where somebody goes to like the library and does some research. They could do that with this one. Maybe they can talk about like why the science behind stem cells or some shit. And just like another great thing about horror movies is when they talk about scientific stuff in relation to all the supernatural things going on. And, uh, I want somebody to make that movie. That movie would be awesome. So somebody go make my I movie. I think that's a great idea. Um, I think this is a movie. That the Okay, here's, I'll present you the answer and the problem. The answer is, I think this is absolutely due for a reboot, a remake. Yeah. And let's like listen mm-hmm. to the notes of the people who have something to say. But, and I'm a huge Fulci fan, but I don't care for this movie that much. It doesn't have what I like about Fulci in it. Not enough of it anyway. And so, but a lot of people, they're hardcore got boner for this fucking movie. I actually saw 10 out of 10 ratings for this. And I almost wanted to read them as well alongside the, the, the bad reviews <laughs> yeah. just to give you guys like the scope. But there are, pl- there are like ones and then there's tens. There are people who swear this is the greatest fucking horror movie of all time. So it's, you're going to run into that thing of people are like, well, that's a Fulci classic. You can't touch it. I'm like, just because Fulci made it doesn't mean it's great. Now, and this is coming from somebody who loves Fulci. So you're going to run into the haters and you're also going to want it in the right hands. Somebody who's going to be reverent. Um, but then there's going to be already people tuned out. Like you cannot remake Fulci. What do you think you are? You know? So that's a problem. Um, but I do think, you know, um, with the time passing since 1981, there's a lot more science you could put in there. And um, I thought uh, Richard Matheson wrote like a really great uh, um, with Hell House. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it involved the uh, paranormal science in mm-hmm. involved in like, you know, so, so that was done. And that's, I mean, considered modern, but I mean, it was many, many years ago it was before my time when that was written. So, you know, there there's definitely an angle there, but Fulci fans, like hardcore Fulci fans, like you cannot convince them otherwise. Um, they would fucking hate it. They would petition against it. So that's where we are right? with with cancel culture. With you know, with uh, right now we're in this these uh, this reboots and uh, legacy sequels, and everybody either loves them or hates them. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I do think this would be perfect for a yeah. I'm actually yeah. surprised surprised that you haven't seen a lot of these italian horror films get touched by you know what i'm saying like People we saw are the reverent about them they're but, so reverent but look like at the suspiria remake too though i would fight I, them i would fight I, them. I thought the suspiria remake was suspiria phenomenal. remake is better than the original change my mind i loved it i thought it was great and you know i could it's see Nicole's mag i'm writing that piece right now yeah, I could Ooh. I could see some of these some of these, you know, Fulci and Argento films kind of, you know, getting the reboot treatment. Not that I'm a huge fan, but I, there are some out there that are really good. Yeah, you know? this could, this could do well with a re uh, with like a remake or a reboot with or even yeah, like even if you just picked up from this one and tried to tell what happened to Bob. Um <laughs> 
And then like what? a new family came in. Yeah. You know, this this would be great. Yeah. If you don't get if you don't get Giovanni Frezza in it for a cameo, uh, I don't want to see it. Did you guys know he was an Italian pop star? Like he was a teen idol. Oh, I, you could tell he was going to grow up and be one of those cutesy types. Like, yeah, Bieber, yeah, you yeah. know, I still think he's like the blonde kid brother, though. Yeah, he, he does look like a doll. He's like overly <laughs> cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like cute. saccharinely <laughs> cute. He's like the Italian Ricky Schroeder. He's going he's gonna to end up in a boy band or something. And we know how that turned out. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Larry, I, I was just going to say, I quickly clicked on Letterboxd to see what people have it at it's like a 3.2 so a lot of people like it but i was i clicked on my buddy uh ole's uh review and it's hilarious i just want to read it real quick yeah go for it uh wholesome family picture about a boy named bob who moves into a new neighborhood and immediately makes friends with some unusual people he's not wrong it sounds like a sitcom yeah a Everywhere you look, every- <laughs> <laughs> I want to see someone make the Full House theme video for this movie. Actually, for this funny, yeah, <laughs> it makes me think of like that too many cooks thing that went viral years like, over that. a decade ago. Yes. That's on, my trivia. Um, team that was the same person that did the Cheddar Goblin thing and Mandy, which obviously has been a theme for me lately. But yeah. um, too many cooks where it's like it's a wholesome family thing and then eventually there's a murderer like killing them all yeah, just, yeah. Hey, it just, too many cooks and you start to feel like you're losing your fucking mind cooks. I'm like I love this <laughs> make a stew <laughs> so um, we will move on to plugs I actually had uh, so Larry and I we had the lowest scores now that's surprising because I'm sitting here repping Fulci but like yeah, sometimes I I do have to give a lower score, but it's only because I know Fulci can do better. It, it, there's so much better Fulci out there. I'm trying to push you in that direction, listeners. But uh, you make your choices. I'll I'll get my plugs out of the way. I'm just gonna try and be quick. Uh, you can find us. Uh, we have a link tree is under my name. It's Linktree slash Candy Final Girl. I tend to do all of our social media or most of it. Um, but. Easiest way is on Instagram, Candy Final Girl, or um, on Twitter at House underscore Screams. You can find my articles at Ghouls Magazine, uh, which is in the link tree, um, which I will be talking all kinds of things and pissing a lot of people off with my Suspiria remake expose. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to let Erica do Final Girl Cosmetics because so, I know she has stuff to add to it. Cool. So uh, who would like to go next? Uh, I'll be real quick. Um, I'm Sean of the Dead, and I don't really do the whole social media thing, um, but I do sometimes hop on to the uh, House Under Source Screams on Twitter. So sometimes some of those posts may be for me. They can usually tell when it's for me because I have all the hearts and shit. Yeah, you're all cutesy. and <laughs> You're not? I think you're cute. No. <laughs> no. I'm dark and evil. Uh, nope. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> um next? sure um you can find me at uh my horrific life uh dot com or on instagram at my horrific life please also check out final girl cosmetics which is at final girl cosmetics dot makeup um we've got like our like kind of classic lipstick colors back in stock um i'll nice. we'll have some 
fun liquid eyeliners in and of course the Iskanov dreamscape collection which is so amazing i get so many compliments i'm telling you you'd love it and and it goes for a good cause yes it does we all 100 percent of the profits go to uh andre Iskanov, uh who and his uh evil cat me wound uh okay uh nothing I, i'm not anywhere online but uh thanks for listening uh i'm glad that we're back we took a little we took a little break and uh it's actually great to be back it feels like uh you know uh, it feels like uh, coming back to family absolutely it is it's always a lot of fun anywhere <laughs> you find, yeah anywhere you find dave you can find me happy thanksgiving and uh, then if you're going to Days of the Dead Atlanta in January, uh, you'll see us. Yeah, so Dylan, um, there, was the, um, there was the leak about uh, the, the Jamboree next year, Joe Bob's Jamboree. It's in Vegas. Yeah. And I'm fucking going. Yeah, cool. Vegas. So if you're going to that, I'm going to be there. If you're coming to Atlanta, drop us a line. You can crash on our couch. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> Because fuck the snow. Yeah. Uh, Larry. Come on down. Uh, yeah, so I, I actually made a link tree today. So it's <laughs> linktree.com. Or can you actually type link tree or is it linktr.ee? Anyway. Linktr.ee slash. Yeah. yeah, so it's that slash real early, R E E L early. <laughs> that is where you can find the information about my podcast, where I talk to people. Uh, who are big movie fans, their origin story, and becoming a movie geek. I have an episode with Candy that I did that uh, I will uh, retweet uh, when the episode comes out because I was gonna, I'm going to retweet it tomorrow. I'll be like, well, this is not coming out tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so I'll retweet it then, but I'll, I mean, I'll retweet it again because it's really good. Uh, Candy opens up a lot about her growing up with with their mom and the video store and her family and everything so it's definitely the fans should check it out listen to that listen to the other episodes i do uh they're about an hour and they're a lot of fun uh so check those out so yeah yeah i had a great time as well um yeah that's a big thing yeah i feel like i'm i went from hey i might do a podcast to i have a link tree now so, yeah, nice. I'm yeah. proud of you. You're doing the damn thing. Yeah, Welcome so can, to the big oh, leagues. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to mention too is uh, I really appreciate that you guys. I feel like this is like a Fast and the Furious family because like nobody is friends; they're family. So. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I really appreciate, it, even though I'm not always going to be on for life reasons, but I love being here. So thanks for having me. Well, and, we and, love and it's more you. about friendship than anything else, and that's why we do it. And it's yes. fun, you know, That's because right. we're friends and you see, you know, I just love having you in group chats. You don't have to. Not everybody's always like Nico, unfortunately, could not make it tonight. But, you know, um, not everybody can always make it. But we're, we're all still there every day present. Even when Absolutely. I went through our long break over the summer, I was still there yep. a little sort of. And even and even the even the times where we're like sick or something's going on and we can't make it, we still have FOMO. And I know Candy's done it a lot. There have been some, there have been a many episodes where she was like, I can't do this tonight. But then she ends up showing up on the episode anyway because she just couldn't stand everyone. to be away. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for being here tonight. And 
I am ready. You know, we just started season six with Terrifier 2. Um, got a lot of fun things coming up. Um, we're all putting in, this is not going to be Candy the Dictator anymore. We're going to be a democracy, <laughs> right. so we're all going to throw in the hat. But I've got quite a few Folgy films that I want to throw in there. And uh, maybe it's a Superior remake. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And, and we, will, we will be doing um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 oh. and Return of the Living Dead 3. Because there's the uh, two. No, no, oh, nice. You mean two? No, we'll we'll do two as well. Two. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of exciting stuff. So thank you for listening, and I love you guys. Thanks for being here tonight. Yeah, definitely. Love you guys. Thanks, Larry, for being here. Love you guys. And love you. Here, and um, we'll we'll try to make a call. Uh, be in between holidays. It's gonna be crazy for me this year. But two. Uh, yeah, and it where we say the goodbye sorry um i i meant to say this earlier but we'll we'll try to do like a quick call so we can just be like happy holidays and whatever yes please definitely we my should do that really drunk because my actual biological family <laughs> is, is, is there another is there another way no we're hosting. a sober way but that's not fun <laughs> no we're hosting both holidays and i'm gonna be stressed the fuck out. Wow. Yeah. I need so my we're gonna need family. We're gonna need the distractions. Absolutely. We're here for you. Oh, awesome. All right. All right. Everybody have a good night and yeah, take care, guys. Later, y'all. Bye.